Rob Jensen is in charge at No Lost Cause. Good to have you here, Rob. Thanks for having me. I have to tell you that you make me jealous, Rob, because you're one of those uber-talented music guys who can do it all. How do you manage that? Uh, I don't know about all, but, uh, you know, um, just a lot of practicing on the different things and uh, trying different styles and such. Well, I think I want to go back to when I first heard about No Lost Cause. I was sent a copy of NLC, the debut release from your band, and I was surprised to find it was Ska, or at least Ska dominated the EP. So, I mean, nobody had told you that Ska had died? No, I still haven't found out, actually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You'll find that out, though, with the new EP. Uh, I've just always been a a really big fan of punk ska music, going back to, uh, you know, Goldfinger, Real Big Fish, uh, recently Authority Zero, they're another band, uh, the Supertones, Five Iron Frenzy, all that kind of thing. NLC had a great track on that release, The One Who Rescues. Really, you lay out the purpose of the band on that song. Yeah, it's just about making sure that you keep a focus on God and on the fact that, you know, it, it's, it's easy with everything going on in the world around us to get our eyes taken off of him for a minute or two, you know, because all the worries of life and things like that can just be huge distractions. And uh, it's when we look at all the problems surrounding us and everything like that, that we take our eyes off of where our help really comes from. Something else I can't understand about you, Rob, is that you gave up living in the glorious state of New Jersey to move to Florida. (laughs) So now that it's winter, you must be really hating that decision. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Um, It's it's, it's funny. It's like uh, I moved from New Jersey... uh, to Florida about four or five months ago. Right. And so like now, like what would be considered warm there is cold here and I've already adjusted. So it's like, uh, I'm, I'm freezing now in 55 and then back in New Jersey right now, it's in the mid thirties. You and wimp. so, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've become a wimp for sure. <laughs> I guess you just kind of adjust. Like when we first moved here, uh, the first place I stayed at, I used an Airbnb to move down here, and the person I was staying with kept their air conditioner at like 78, and I was used to having it at 67 back in New Jersey, so I'm laying in the bedroom sweating, and now that's what we keep it at, you know, 78, 80, somewhere in there. (laughs) I couldn't imagine that you would acclimatize that fast. Yeah, it it just took a couple weeks, really. It It was pretty quick. I pulled up my calculator earlier today, and I figured out that you were 32 when No Lost Cause began. So I am guessing that NLC wasn't your first project. No, there were a couple before that, but none none really as serious or involved. And uh, it's funny to look back at the ones beforehand because you look at, you know, oh, I wasn't doing this or I wasn't doing that. Just things that you learned over time in terms like, For example, like in my old band, we weren't using any kind of a a click or a metronome or anything for when we were recording. Now it's like I couldn't possibly deviate from that. I have to use that and other things, you know, like that. Was it always this style of music that really intrigued you or grabbed you? Yeah, it's always been a pop punk sound. Uh, The ska really jumped in 
I guess, in, yeah, on the first No Lost Cause EP, really. Before that, it was all pop punk. So who was your top pick for a ska band? Uh, back in the day, um, it was it was more like the number one ska punk band, which was Goldfinger. Um, man, we went and saw those guys live in concert so many times that I, I lost count after a while. But it was, I actually used to keep track of how often I'd see a band. And we were somewhere in the 40s with seeing Goldfinger. I had to stop counting. <laughs> We'd get to their shows really early and such. And here's a funny story for you. Um, we got to one show early. We were waiting out in the rain for you know, a couple of hours, and the singer from another band, uh, Ignite, came walking by, and he invited us in because he felt bad for us sitting out in the rain. So naturally, you know, when the show started, I, we get up front, right up against the stage, watch all the opening acts, Goldfinger comes out, and uh, at one point during the set, the singer, John, his, uh, his guitar stopped working the right way. He got a little bit ticked off, jumped up, and he throws the microphone down, right? The mic stand hits me dead in the face. I'm just <laughs> gushing blood everywhere. So their roadie just picks me up and carries me outside. And my uh, my wife, she was my girlfriend at that point. She's out there crying, what happened, this and that? And I said, no, this is awesome. I said, I just got my face busted by Goldfinger. And it was a whole big thing. You know, after that... Uh, <laughs> Got to know the guys in, in Goldfinger a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were worried they were going to get sued by you. <laughs> yeah, probably. But at that point in time, I'm like, I don't care why. <laughs> so it, it, it's just something to be able to get that up close and personal with, you know, the band for you at that point in your life, you know. Your age is summed up on a song from the 2015 Fight EP. Your days are numbered. And right. it says, when I was younger, I wished I was older. Now I wish I was younger again. Let me put you on the spot, Rob. What is the ideal age? You know, it's something that I've fought with often, because the older you get, the less relevant you seem to be in music in a lot of instances, you know. and Or it, maybe that's just a kind of a feeling that uh, that you get at some point, you know. And so... You know, whatever age you're at, just keep doing what you love doing, and that's what's really important. I mean, nobody should ever tell you you're too young or you're too old for anything. If you sound good, you sound good, and that's really it. But, uh, you know, it, it definitely can pop in there from time to time, the feelings of, man, I'm too old. <laughs> so, But that, that song, as with like most of the songs I've written, it came from the scripture, uh, I think it's in Job, where it says, a man's days are numbered. So, like, it's just to to keep a track of the fact that, you know, you don't know if you've got today, tomorrow, the next week, the next month, the next year, make it count. The Fight EP includes something that's really aimed at fans of Christian punk. What about explaining what you did on the song TPR? <laughs> uh, on TPR, what I did with that particular song was I just kind of found ways to weave the names of the bands from Thumper Punk Records all together into one cohesive song and try and make all of the the band names say something. And so I think it worked out pretty well. I mean, I even managed to fit in the Hippos of Doom on there. <laughs> <laughs> and the Ambassadors of Shalom. Yeah, right, right. 
did I figure it out right? Because I was trying to do some calculations and I figured out that there was 20 bands mentioned. Oh, you know what? I never even counted. Uh, there's quite a few. It was it was most of the roster at that point. There were only a couple that uh, I left off, if I remember right. <laughs> I couldn't believe it that you were actually able to fit in that number of bands in a song that was less than four minutes long. Yeah, I've just always been a big fan of wordplay and trying to see how I can make certain words work with each other. Like even on my uh, my phone, like some of a lot of the game apps are like word apps. I like playing with letters, playing with words. So I took it as kind of a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I love the word apps on my phone too. What's your favorite? Uh, probably words with friends. There's another one called uh, Word Womp, which is, uh, it just gives you like this seven or eight different letters and you got to try to make as many words out of it as you can, you know, before time runs out and try to figure out what the main word they were making everything out of was. <laughs> before we move on, I've got to bring up another song from that same EP. Were you being serious or kidding around by covering Rick Astley on NGGYU? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, on the one hand, I was looking for a kind of a classic 80s song, and I was going to do it again, believe it or not. For uh, We did a split later on with uh, Peter 118, and I was going to do uh, Everybody's Working for the Weekend, and we started working on that. And musically, we got it, but vocally, it was there's a lot of deviation. But um, when it came to Never Gonna Give You Up, it was funny because, you know, it was used for such a long time to kind of punk people, you know, getting rickrolled and whatnot. Exactly. And, yeah, so I figured I'm not going to name it exactly what it is. People will look at, you know, NGGYU and they won't know right away, but then they're going to hear it and it's going to almost be as if they're getting rickrolled all over again. And uh, the chords really just seemed to come together one day in the basement. I was like, oh, that works. And from there, just kind of took it. And what were the reactions from people with that song? It was pretty well received, uh, you know, uh, especially live. People would be singing it out with us and everything else. And it, it's just a, a funny thing. I've tried to actually messaged it to uh, Rick Astley once or twice, hoping he would see it or whatnot. But if he has, I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already brought up about that split EP that you did with Peter 118. Mm hmm. The cool part is because it has your punk version of a Stand Amazed. So did you get nasty comments from conservative Christians about that one? No, actually, it seems to be one of the more popular songs, believe it or not. Uh, I think it's got like the most plays on Spotify right now. I check once in a while to see, you know, how many plays are on each song and whatnot. And that one's like pretty far out front. And so I think it's probably one of the more popular ones. We didn't get to play out as much on that EP at the, that point in time, which was a shame. But uh, me and Peter, uh, we first met at something called the Extreme Tour. It was uh, in Nashville, Tennessee back in 2016. And we had sat down in the game room there and we you know, talked at that point about putting together a, a split EP. And so uh, I think it was a good year after that that it actually came to fruition. But... Uh, you know, I love putting something together with him. Peter's a really awesome guy, and, uh, you know, I'm thankful to be able to work with him. I guess I'd never realized that he'd actually come over to the States from the UK. Yeah, and that wasn't actually the only time we met either. 
He's been here a few times. Uh, the last time we met was 2017, August of 2017. We both played together at a Thumper Punk Records night out in Bellflower, California. That was kind of used, I guess, in a sense, as the uh, the split EP release was at that show. Oh, I get it. So neither you nor Peter mind spending time traveling. No, not so much. Probably him uh, more so than me, because uh, I'm not a big fan of airplanes, so I like to drive everywhere. So like going back to visit people in New Jersey, I'm driving, I'm not flying. <laughs> <laughs> what, planes make you nervous? Yeah, for some reason, I've just never really cared for planes too much, and it's just something that's just, you know, gotten worse over the years. Weird. You know, you bummed me out last April when I read on the No Lost Cause Facebook page that you were going to close up the band. And then a few months later, you announced about your upcoming release of the new EP, P.S. Right. What changed your mind? Well, P.S. was supposed to be, and still is supposed to be, kind of like the last thing that No Lost Cause does. You know, over the years, we've released the two EPs and the split EP, and everything I write is kind of like, it's either something I'm going through or something that God has been speaking to me or something like that. And to close the whole thing out, I figured, you know, it's everything's been almost like a letter up to this point to, to other people to let them know that there is no lost cause, that, you know, no matter what you're going through, that there's a God that's there to help you and he's never going to give up on you. All things are possible through him. And so to me, all of that was like a letter. And I figured, you know, if I'm going to close everything out, P.S., here's these other songs that I'm going to put together to kind of cap everything off. And so uh, P.S. was always supposed to be the, the final EP. At this point, whether it will be, I can't really say for sure or not. I, I have always intended it to be. But throughout the process of recording uh, everything for this particular EP, more and more songs are coming to me at this point, and more things are getting written. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, what's going on? You know, I'm just really seeking God right now to see if that's what he's got for me, is to to lay it down and say, you know, you had the band for a time, and you know, now I want you to focus in a different direction, or if he wants me to continue. And so at this point, you know, I'm going to follow wherever he's leading. And I do get that because, you know, here you are, you're married, you've got kids, you're working a job. Your time has got to be at a premium. Is that how Slow It Down made it as a song on PS? Yeah, Slow It Down is a, is a lot like, um, similar in a way to The One Who Rescues, whereas all the distractions will get in your way and whatnot, you know, and there's... I guess they're very similar songs in that regard, but Slow It Down is about, you know, taking a break. Sometimes you need to cut certain things out. You know, I've always been of the opinion that you don't take time for the things that are important. You make the time for the things that are important. And so when it comes to spending time with God and, you know, spending time in prayer, spending time in the word, you know, that's something you need to make time for. And it's not something, you know... The enemy is just going to try and throw a ton of distractions in your face, keep you busy. Sometimes busyness is the biggest enemy of, you know, your relationship with God because you can be so focused on doing, 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 and 
being in all these different directions at the same time. But what you really need to do is just to slow things down and spend some time with them. This new release from No Lost Cause, it's different from the others because you bring in a number of musical changes. You're covering some new ground, like you add a, I guess, a really a true rock edge to some of the songs. Mm-hmm. You wanted to have a change? Yeah, I was going for a little bit grittier on this one, but I still wanted to maintain the things from the past as well. So when you listen to the EP as a whole, um, you still have all of the elements you've heard up to this point from The Lost Cause, but there's certain points where I tried to, let's make this one a little more, have more of a rock edge, not as fast. So like you have the song uh, This Fire, which is really, um, it's more of a rock song bordering on hard rock i guess and then we have the the song when you listen to it this is a ska song and that's where i stand but you get to the bridge in that song and there's like a real i guess you would say like a a metalcore influenced kind of a breakdown in it but it works with the song so there's always like a little surprise here or there between all that you know there's also uh a song called Deceived, which is almost like a hardcore punk song with a metal kind of a chorus. So there's a, there's a lot of different aggressive components to it. I did want to ask you about Deceived. That song, you really brought in some personal information. Mm-hmm. The song says, I forgive you for the pain and hurt you put me through, and pray one day you'll open up your eyes and see the truth. Mm-hmm. Do you find it necessary to be that revealing? Yeah, because I think, in general, I think it's very relatable to a lot of other people, because a lot of human relationships can be difficult, and uh, it's it's easy to misunderstand somebody or to misinterpret a situation, and, you know, maybe sometimes that can be the source of the pain and the hurt that you have in relationships with other people. So, at the same time, I think, you know, it says... uh, Day, I hope you'll open up your eyes and see the truth is kind of like you're praying for that person at the same time, like Jesus says, to, to bless our enemies and those who persecute us. And so, you know, that's really the heart you want to have is to make sure that you have a heart of forgiveness to somebody who's maybe wronged you or betrayed you and, you know, just keep them in prayer because you don't really know all the time exactly what's going on behind the closed doors in somebody else's life and why they're acting the way they are. Something I've never really figured out with No Lost Cause. Are you doing this for yourself, or are you doing it for the fans? Uh, first, it's for God more than anything else. But um, I guess for the longest time, music has been such an important part of my life, and it's been something that I have always done. And after I came to a place of faith, you know, putting my, my trust and faith in Jesus, I wanted to just go out and tell everybody I could about, you know, what I'd found. Because when I'd gotten saved, there were parts of my life that were really upside down in comparison to the way they've turned out since then. I found different ways of dealing with problems and stresses and things of that sort. And so I wanted everybody else to be able to experience that. You know, I don't like to see anybody hurting i think you know that's really at the heart of the faith is if you really love somebody you want what's best for them and so i would take these songs and i would write them from i guess in in many ways the perspective of scripture or how i feel like god sees different things 
And um, my prayer is that through that music, that other people are going to hear that and they're going to be able to relate to some of the subject matter and some of the songs. And so you have that perspective of things from, you know, if somebody just gets a CD or whatnot, they're going to hear the different faith-infused lyrics, and hopefully that'll cause them to, to seek things out a little bit more in that regard. And then if you come to see us live, there won't be a show where we don't bring up the gospel, where we don't talk to people about, you know, Jesus and let them know. And so uh, first it's for God, and then the music is, you know, you, you minister, I guess, as much to yourself as you do to others when you're writing these things at the same time. So I would say we're all kind of one big happy family, so to speak, the fans and the band and everything else. You'd mentioned a little bit earlier that this release could be the final one and may not be the final one, mm-hmm. but on the PSEP, it finishes with R.I.P., Rest in Peace. And a line from the song goes, I know that one day I'll see you again. All I have left are my memories until then. I know that non-Christians may not get that idea. They often say, once you're gone, you're gone. Man, that song, uh, that song in particular, uh, get this, I wrote that song in 1999 or maybe 2000, and I didn't come to know the Lord until July of 2001, so I wrote that song before I even got saved. Really? Yeah, and the the point of it was, I guess it was just a few years earlier, back in 94, that my grandfather and my uncle both passed away within just a couple of months of each other. And so the song was actually originally named Ted, because that's my uncle's name was Ted, my grandfather's name was Ted. And so um, I wrote the song for them at that point. And the reason I changed it to R.I.P. and put it onto this was because I'll still listen to it every once in a while. And the song, even today, still kind of gives me that sense of, like, I guess, a hope, you know, knowing you're going to see your loved ones again one day. And, uh, I wanted to throw it onto this album and call it R.I.P. so that other people would have it to relate to as well. The EP P.S. releases December 6th. Where are people going to be able to find it? Uh, You'll be able to find that in the Indivision Music Store. Um, There's going to be some physical CD sales available, which I'm sure will be online as well. I check Thumper Punk Records, of course. Um iTunes, it'll be on Spotify, pretty much anywhere you like to really buy your music. And it's a it's a joint release between uh, Thumper Punk Records and Indivision Music. Well, Rob, I really appreciate you coming for this talk about No Lost Cause. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.